Podcast Answer Man, episode number 343. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Amy Porterfield from the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. And you're listening to the man who's trained more people to podcast than anyone else in the world, Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business, your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world or if you've been doing this for many years. There's something we can all do to take everything we do to the next level. That's right, my friends, and taking things to the next level is what I've always been about, and today it is causing me big, huge stumbling blocks. I mean, it's just like, wow, is there a point where you can lift the bar so high that even you can't jump over it? Ah, I don't know if that's really possible, but it might be something that I talk about in a later uh, portion of this episode. The reality is, is that I am struggling. I have 20 minutes and 30 seconds of this episode as a premeditated, well thought out, ready to go and enjoyable, amazing content. In fact, uh, I'll introduce that segment in just a moment. But after that, I have I have nothing in my mind that really I feel has to be talked about that that I should be talking about. And I'm wondering if that's a topic within and of itself. And I think that it is. The only thing is, is I have not pre thought out any of those things. I don't have any show notes. I don't have an outline which usually means that could be a ramble fest for me. Sometimes those are fun for me, but are they necessarily fun for you to listen to? I don't know. And that, my friends, might be what the remainder of the episode is all about. Of course, I realize I could just say, hey, here's the introduction to this 20-minute pre-recorded amazing conversation, and I think this is going to be very helpful to you, and then wrap it up with a little you know, three-and-a-half-minute closing after that, and that would be perfectly fine, and I could do that. But for whatever reason, I feel like, you know, Podcast Answer Man's an hour. <laughs> Although with some of the episodes recently going over an hour, I guess maybe putting out a 25-minute episode would not be a bad idea. Anyway, with all of that being said, let me just jump right into what the the meat of this episode is about. And it is about mouth noises. <laughs> That's right, lip smacking mouth noises when you're recording your show. This is something that a lot of people ask me about, and starting out when you first start podcasting, a lot of people really do struggle with these mouth noises, and so it's been something that I've always, you know, did a little research, found some articles here and there to help some of those folks who really struggle with this more than others, and there are some. I mean, I don't know what it is. Some people do struggle with it more than others. And then it occurred to me the best person that I have that I could go to would be my great friend Renee Chambliss. She, she, I know she's spoken on this topic. In fact, she's even thought of uh, doing sessions at New Media Expo on the topic of eliminating mouth noises and and stuff like that. As, as far as a session for podcasters on how to improve the audio of their shows, and I'm thinking, 
wait a second, that that particular session has not yet taken place at New Media Expo, but why not have Renee come on here to Podcast Answer Man and share that information because I know so many people that still need this today and I know that there are going to be many students that are going through podcasting A to Z that I'm going to say, hey, go check out episode number 343 over at podcastanswerman.com slash 343 and listen to what Renee had to say. She's got five tips for reducing or potentially eliminating mouth noises in your podcast. So this is Renee Chambliss, by the way. She is a professional audiobook narrator, and uh, we're going to learn a little bit about how she got into that at the end of my talk with her, but you can find her at rechambliss.com, and we'll mention that again in the interview. But let's go ahead and jump right into that conversation that I had with Renee about reducing or eliminating those mouth noises in your podcast. All right, everybody, I am so excited to talk to Renee Chambliss. Renee, welcome to Podcast Answer Man. Thanks, Cliff. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'll tell you what, I am so happy that you are here because one of the things that folks come up uh, to me often and ask is how on earth can I get rid of this lip smacking thing that I do or this noise? I don't even what do you have a, a name for the noise? <laughs> I don't know. Just mouth noises. And it is horrible because for most people, they don't even realize that they have those things going on until they record themselves and then listen back. And then you once you can hear them, you start hearing them everywhere. And it's uh bothersome and kind of gross. <laughs> bothersome and kind of gross. So what we're going to do is we're going to have from you, I think, at least five tips for reducing or eliminating mouth noises in your podcast. And specifically, so we are talking about those noises, the the mm-hmm. one where your tongue seems to stick to the top of your mouth. And it, yes. you know, it, it seems like there's this sticky glue or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, what about the the... The lip smacking. Is that another one that we can do something about? Yes. Excellent. Are there other mouth noises that we need to be aware of? Well, there's one that I've run into a couple times, um, and that is sometimes my jaw will click a little bit. Um, And that's that's something that I remember when it first started happening, I tried to find some information on what to do about that, and I didn't see it anywhere. Um, So that, But that's something else. I mean, basically any sound that you're making while you're recording can be picked up by the mics. Those are the most common ones. And of course, I do have some students that I've worked with where I'm listening to their their content and I do hear that every single time they take a break or when they you know just close their mouth in any way whatsoever. And one of the things that I've been doing is I've been telling people, say, well, let's try to work on maybe pulling down the gain on the microphone a little bit. Mm-hmm. Instead of being right up on the microphone, let's back up a little bit. And that certainly has helped. But uh, you, as a professional audiobook narrator, I'm sure that you've, uh, well, I know for a fact that you've actually done you know, sessions and webinars and, and teaching sessions on this topic. So I've come to you and said, hey, can you help us out? Let's create a resource on Podcast Answer Man. So what kind of tips can you give us for reducing or eliminating those noises? Sure. Well, one of the most important things, and this is good for your throat and voice as well, is to be really well hydrated. So, you know, if you're going to be recording, you need to be drinking water. I drink tea, you know, a lot of decaf tea that helps with the 
the throat and the voice also. But the more hydrated you are, just the less of that stickiness you have inside your mouth. So um, plus it's just good for you in general not to be dehydrated. So just be sure that you have a lot to to drink, a lot of you know, water, tea, you know what, caffeine you have to be a little careful about because that can, you know, dry you out more. Um, but, you know, I certainly <laughs> don't totally avoid it, but, you know, you don't want to overdo it. So but I've heard, go ahead. I've heard that you should not um, bring like, you know, drink a cup of coffee or something like that before you record it. Have you, would you agree with that or is that a little bit of a misnomer? Well, I think it just depends. And, you know, all of this is very individual. You know, what works for me might not work for you, but I've actually need to have, or I don't want to say I need to have, makes me sound like a caffeine addict, (laughs) but um, (laughs) I um, have recorded a lot of young adult fiction and I've started having some caffeine, especially when I record those books, just because I need to be more kind of animated and, um, you know, I don't want to be like slow and soothing when it's a... Uh, teenage character. So I think a little bit is fine, but you just don't want to be completely, you know, wired because <laughs> right. that will dry out, dry you out as well as affect how you sound. So being really well hydrated is very important. Mm-hmm. One of the things I typically do when I'm doing a lot of recording in a day, I'll bring one of those water bottles that are spill proof. I encourage yes. people to consider having one of those standing by. Um, today, I'll just be authentic and tell you that I normally do bring a water bottle down for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in front of me a 12-ounce plastic bottle of Diet Coke, it's, <laughs> it, and it's over halfway drank, and I'm going just <laughs> well, fine. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> yeah, the carbonation I try to avoid just because that can come out during the uh, during the recording. <laughs> but I, um, Yeah, I've had that too. Good, yeah. Thank goodness for the mute button. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so the, you know, being hydrated is really important, but the other thing that I do, well, let's talk about the lip smacking because that's an issue for people also. And that, you know, the simple answer for there is just, you know, having lip balm with you. And, you know, I'm not sure what kind of recording your listeners tend to do if they do sort of live recording that they don't edit much afterwards, you know, with audiobooks, it's all very edited. So, um, so you can take things out that you don't like or that sound bad. Sometimes the lip smacks and the mouth noises come you know, even within words. And so that's harder to take out. So I find it easier and much less time consuming to just try to avoid them as much as possible while recording. So you don't have to take them out later. But so when I'm recording, I have water, um, usually the hot tea in kind of a thermos with a lid and some lip balm I have right there with me. So if I notice the smacking starts, I can use that. And that helps a lot. I never would have thought of lip balm, it, but it, it makes perfect sense. It really, I guess, would uh, smoothen things up and, and keep mm-hmm. your lips from kind of making that smacking noise or That's sticking together. Uh-huh. Like yeah. That. And if you have it right there, it's really easy to do while you're recording. Um, then the third thing, and this is one that I haven't seen other people do. And so maybe it's not an issue for them. But what really helps me probably the most is to make sure that I have a clean mouth before I start recording. So I, you know, I get maybe a little obsessive about it. But I, you know, I floss, I brush my teeth, and I you know, use mouthwash right before and that just gets all that sticky stuff out of my mouth. So, so that makes a huge difference. 
And so brushing, flossing, and mouthwash. And, gets, <laughs> and it, I don't know it, that everyone needs to do all of that, but just something to kind of get... Well, the, there really are some people out there that are are struggling with this. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, they've tried a lot of things. And, and so, you know, I, I think it is important to say, you know, if you're still struggling with having these mouth noises in your podcast, it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a bad idea to try each and every one of these, even going down and saying, you know what, let me make sure to brush my teeth. I'll go ahead mm-hmm. and floss. I will rinse with some mouthwash. I mm-hmm. get myself some lip balm and a nice ice cold uh, well, actually, I wonder, uh, going back to the first one, um, is it better to drink hot liquids, cold liquids? Do one of those, are they, is one better than the other or is room temperature a little bit better? Well, I, this is more for the voice than the mouth noises. For the mouth noises, I don't think it really matters what the temperature is. But for the voice, really cold liquids aren't great. Um, they just, at least for me, it tends to kind of tighten up my throat and my vocal cords. So room temperature or, you know, warm are better for that. Excellent. Good to know. All right. So, so far we have uh, be really well hydrated, Mm -hmm. uh, potentially use lip balm and a clean mouth. Yes. Then the fourth thing, um, this is again, something that I have in the booth with me when I record. And there are, you know, debates (laughs) in the voiceover world about whether this works or not. But the the apple slices, the green apples in particular, the Granny Smith, they're supposed to have something, I think it's in the skin, that helps w- you produce saliva, helps with mouth noises. So if I'm, a, if I'm having a real big problem with them on top of all of these other things that I've done, just taking a bite of apple and chewing it. Now, this doesn't work like if you're doing the kind of podcast that you and I are doing right now. <laughs> you know, if I start suddenly started munching on an apple, <laughs> that probably wouldn't be the best. <laughs> but if you're doing something where you can, you know, hit mute or you're going to go back and edit later, then, yeah, just eating, you know, a bite of apple and crunching away at it for a little bit can help get rid of that extra stickiness that might still be hanging around and there's other things too you know I don't know that only has to be apples um some people use like those little breath drops like sort of like banaca but you don't spray it and just put a little dab on the tip of your tongue and that can help stimulate you know saliva so that so, it washes that stuff away. So tip number four is actually some type of product that or food or whatever that will mm-hmm. increase saliva, product, or, uh, saliva production. So basically yes. going to Morton's Steakhouse and having <laughs> a juicy, uh, nice filet sitting right in front of you saying, as soon as I finish this recording, yeah, I can that have that work. steak. And, and it's just that producing work. saliva like crazy. And there are other products too, and I was gonna look them up before, but because um, I don't use them, but I guess, but things that singers use that can help also. Um, so I guess if you Googled sort of singer voice uh, product, that might help. But those are just sort of commercial products that are supposed to help with this. But I don't think you necessarily need those that are officially designed for it. You can, you know, just find something that works for you. Extra saliva production. <laughs> Yeah. Tip number four. I love it. All right. And That's then number right. five. Um, the last one is to listen to yourself. And this is this is something that I think a lot of people do naturally once they start to notice this is happening. But just to listen to what, once you start hearing them, you hear them everywhere. And by listening and sort of figuring out what it is in you that triggers them, you can help to avoid 
avoid them in the future. Maybe it's saying certain words, maybe it's um, just a certain distance from the microphone. Um, but it just like keep aware of them in the back of your mind and that will help probably more than any of these other things because then you know sort of what it what sorts of situations they tend to crop up and you can take steps to avoid them. So basically listen and train mm-hmm. yourself. And, and th- this is something that I worked with a lot of people when it comes to breathing. Uh, this is another thing that uh, many people struggle with where they uh, speak, 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 speak until they've exhaled all of their air out of their That's lungs. Right. They can't talk anymore. And then they yes. go. <gasps> Gasping for breath. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's kind of humbling the first time you do something like this to listen to yourself afterwards and it, realize all these all these things that can happen. It is. Uh, are there any other things that you think that we should share with folks when they're thinking about mouth noises and, and all this clicking and stuff like that? Well, the one other thing, and I, again, this is something that I don't really do, so, but people can look into it further if it seems like a good choice for them, is there are things that people do in post-production with the audio itself, um, settings that they can run the audio through that will pull out some of those click type sounds. Um, I don't do them because I think it's really tricky to do it enough to minimize the sounds of the clicks while not affecting the sound of the audio in general. But for people who are big audio buffs and really like to work with audio, there are you know settings and techniques to pulling that kind of stuff out. So um, so that's an option if people want to look further into that. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Um, there are those filters, if you will, that you can mm-hmm. do and you can run over the entire audio. I'm not a fan of any of those because they mess with frequencies of your normal voice and, and sometimes take that out. Right. Um, it can be tricky to just get rid of what you want without losing any of the good the good stuff. I mean, if, if you do have a terribly pronounced Mm-hmm. one of those big sounds before uh, each of your big sentences in your production. I mean, you could go in and, and if it were me and I really did not th- want that sound mm-hmm. every single time I go and take a breath, I would manually take out each one of those. But like you said, sometimes those can break into a word. Yes. And, and, and it's usually if it's before, like you said, you can see it in the waveform. It's a, you know, sharp line and so clipping it out isn't that difficult but it does take a lot of time especially if you're doing it with every breath or at the start of every sentence or whatever so I mean my my policy with all of this is just so much easier to if you can avoid it in the first place than trying to deal with it later right now one of the things I did not ask you about is before coming on here and it just occurred to me that it makes sense to talk about this do you also deal with um breathing noises you know that we we just lightly touched on it just a second ago but mm-hmm. the, the big <gasps> inhales do you have any tips yeah. on that well practice is is the best thing you know just the more you do it the more natural your breathing is sometimes with audiobooks it's hard to find a good place to breathe you know, when we're just having our conversation here i'm not thinking about my breathing very much it's just breathing when you know when i feel like i need to right. but with the books if I have like a really, really long sentence with no commas, say, it can be tough. And sometimes I do end up having the big breath at the end. And then that just has to be taken out. Um, but mo- but I definitely don't have as much of a problem with breathing now as I did when I first started. And that just comes with practice and experience. 
You know, that's exactly for me. That's true for me as well. There are two things that I've done to help my breathing. One, I do have a piece of equipment called a gate uh, in my studio. Uh-huh. So in live production, while it's being recorded, as soon as I as, as soon as I stop speaking and the audio level, let's just say on a scale of one to ten, my voice, the volume of my voice is around a seven. Anything mm-hmm. below five, my micro or this gate will cut off any audio coming from my microphone and not let it get to the recording. And the only way the gate will open up and let audio come from the microphone into my recording is if the volume com- of the audio coming into the microphone is a you know five or greater because that's mm-hmm. kind of, so my voice is at a seven it simply opens up the gate i also so what that allows me to do is i can actually breathe or inhale right into the microphone but as long as i do that at a volume level less than a five like i just did right there mm-hmm. you didn't hear it but if i go right. <gasps> like that i did it above a five and so the gate opened up for that one but it did not open up for that one. Uh-huh. So and that so that's a gate, that's a piece of hardware that you can use. But the other one is you said with a lot of practice, I have taught myself to do uh two things. Number one, to breathe in much lighter, softer mm-hmm. and more controlled. Uh, that does take some practice and some time. And the other one is to be a little bit more comfortable with silence. Yes. So a lot of folks and of course me in the beginning, I felt like you can't have silence i mean like that that was just so uncomfortable I know. dead air <laughs> dead air it dead air is not going to kill anybody i don't know why they call right. it dead air but but it, it it's not going to hurt anybody and it's okay mm-hmm. to pause and take a breath yes so anyway yeah. renee yeah, is there anything else that you think people should know about this i don't think so i mean just it's, it's just part of being human and uh, don't feel bad about it, but there are things you, know, you can do that can make a big difference. And being aware of it, I think, is is really key. Well, I appreciate that. And for folks that don't, don't know this, um, Renee had been a huge major help to me recently. I want to say a personal thank you to you in front of my community of folks. Uh, Renee did a wonderful job helping me plan several sessions for New Media Expo 2014. And uh, Renee, just here in front of everybody, I just want to personally thank you for uh, putting together some wonderful sessions from the fiction podcast community. Oh, you're so welcome, Cliff. I had I just have so much fun doing it, and you're great to work with. And so I think it's just positive all around. Awesome. And real quickly, tell folks a little bit, um, just so they know who you are and can check out some other things that you might be working on. Uh, you started out in podcasting. And, That's right. And what was your first podcast and what was it about? Well, I, um, it was a fiction podcast and I got into podcasting because I'm also a writer. So I had written a novel and it was, this was gosh, back in 2008. So a lot has changed since then, but back then it was hard for me to, you know, I was trying to get it published and it was hard for me to find the right place for it. Cause it's kind of a unusual story and didn't really fit neatly into a genre. And I heard about people who had podcasts their novels and they released them episodically and there's this big following for them. So I thought that sounds like fun and something I'd like to try. So I did. And it was, it was great. It was just so exciting to get listeners from all over the world and people who are really engaged in the story. Um, the podcast is called Dreaming of Deliverance and you can find it at podiobooks.com 
which is a big site for podcast fiction or well, not just fic- not just fiction. There are nonfiction books, podcasts there as well. So I start. I did that, and that was great. And then what I didn't expect was people started asking me to read for them. They just liked hearing me read, and so I started doing uh, parts and narration for fiction podcasts. And there are all kinds. Um, there's some that are they're novels like my novel, but they're it's called full cast where you have different people playing the different characters. So you'll have a narrator, but each character has its own distinct voice that people do. So I did parts in that, narration in that. Also for the short fiction podcasts, which um, you know, we had a bunch of those at New Media Expo. And you know, the more I did there, just the more fun I had. It's such a great community. And eventually I got into the audiobook narration professionally. So... And I'm still writing, but it's a little harder to squeeze that in now. And I, I know that there are several books, I think even in Audible, that are out there that you have participated in as far as narration. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there are lots. <laughs> um, with with the professional stuff, Audible is pretty much, you know, any audiobook is going to be on Audible. So, yeah, you can find all that at my website and under voiceover. It has a list of all the things that I've done. And that's over at rechamblis.com. That's R-E-C-H-A-M-B-L-I-S-S.com. That's right. Renee, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming in and helping us uh, think about some of these things that we can do to reduce or eliminate mouth noises in our podcast. And I do encourage people to go over there and uh, check out your website and all of the things that you're working on. And uh, just want to say again, thank you for all that you do. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Cliff. All right. Well, there you go, my friends. That is my interview with Renee. I hope that has been beneficial for those of you who had been struggling with mouth noises in your podcast. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, let me know if you had solved some of the issues that you were experiencing with mouth noises as a result of any of the tips that Renee had shared with us. If you would let me know which one or which uh, a combination of these tips have helped you personally, that would be great. It, it'd be good to know that. Just go over to podcastanswerman.com slash 343. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash 343 and throw that into the comments section. And I would I would just love to have that as an ongoing reference to, you know, what it is that's helping uh, people. And, and actually, if you could also say, you know, this was the, this was the, type of noise I was experiencing and it was, you know, the lip balm that really helped my lips stop sticking together or something like that. I would love to hear that. Anyway, so here we are now. I I warned you at the beginning of the episode that I'm not quite exactly sure where to go with this. Um, This week, I, I, I really have this sense of, man, I, 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 I don't know what I want to talk about today. If it wasn't for Renee and having her scheduled to come on, you know, would I have had anything off the top of my head that I really felt like led to talk about? Now, here's the deal. In my podcast, there there are tons of options here. In fact, let me just tell you what I have as far as topics. I I could talk about what is the ideal length and of a podcast? What's the ideal frequency of a podcast? Those are questions on the listener feedback hotline. Now, I've talked about those many times in the past, but it's something that, you know, it's been long enough to where probably, you know, it could be covered again. 
Um, here's another one. I want to do high-quality on-site interviews. What gear would you use uh, that could still be portable? You know, I could talk about that one. Um, the, the reality is, is those, those are great topics for Podcast Answer Man. They're just topics that I don't feel like talking about this week. Here's another one. Um, here's a topic that is a little bit more in line with kind of things that I like to talk about. Like, for example, it's called, um, What Happens When You Think and Act Like a Millionaire? It's a topic that is, I think, would be a great conversation for me to share as a segment on Podcast Answer Man, but I haven't yet had the time to sit down and really map out what kind of things I would actually share. And that, that's a, one of those topics I just don't want to just talk about off the top of my head. It, it's one I would want to have uh, some outlining done ahead of time and, and maybe even score it just a little bit. You know, like here are seven things that happen when you think and act like a millionaire, or here are five ways that you can think and act like a millionaire. It, that, that's the kind of topic that I had envisioned when I wrote this potential topic to consider. Uh, there's how to land I- expert interviews for your podcast. Um, I, I could do a session on a segment on women in podcasting and have some uh, women podcasters who have been podcasting since the beginning and also women who have entered and really made some things happen like of course um, Jamie Tardy and uh, Amy Porterfield and and so many other wonderful women out there that have have really knocked it out of the park and are doing some great things so that's a topic that I want to cover in the future but I just didn't feel it today you know um, building a community around your podcast that's something Father Roderick and I talked about years ago on podcast answer man it's a topic that I think some other things have happened since then uh, some new and unique things that we've done to create a, a sense of community and and actually plugging people into relationships and that's something that I think needs a little bit of an update uh, Pat Flynn and I did a session at new media Expo that went over extremely well about authenticity and transparency in your podcast. And I could have Pat come on and we could actually talk about what we had talked about there and and kind of brainstorm some other things about authenticity and transparency in your show. Uh, I could bring in folks like uh, Tom Webster from Edison Research and talk about the stats, uh, the current state of podcasting. What are the stats? I could bring Norm Pattis of Podcast One. I could bring Noah Shannock from Stitcher Radio back in. I could bring in the folks over at SoundCloud who for some reason, are still in beta on the podcasting platform. Um, You know, and just, there's so many different topics. I have all of this stuff that are sitting here that I could talk about. But when I sit down in front of the microphone here, I'm not feeling any of those right now. Not this week. And part of it, I think, is just how darn cold it is in, in our area. I, I, I'm, I feel like I have a little bit of experience with cabin fever. I feel like I'm stuck inside of an ice box because it's so cold. It's been, you know, single digit temperatures here for us uh, in Fahrenheit. So it's been like, you know, the high has been, you know, six degrees and, it, you know, outside it feels like negative 20 uh, with the windshield. Uh, but the, the problem is, is that I know that some of you think, well, gosh, six degrees, boy, that would be nice. And some of you are thinking, oh, my gosh, how can you live in six degrees? And I'm I'm more along the lines of, man, it's really tough when things are six degrees. You're just stuck inside every day and 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 stuff like that. And I just feel like, I, you know, I'm in a season of life. That's the other thing. You know, I, I'm here and, and I am rambling, by the way. I, I have nothing in front of me. 
zero outline of of what I've got here. What I what I do have for me right now is I know that with the intro and with the um, with what I've already done here, I have 25 minutes and 30 seconds already put together for this episode that's in Adobe Audition. And that gives me another, well, 25 minutes or 20 minutes, no, 35 minutes. So if I go for 30 minutes and uh, start the music, then that is going to give me a one hour show. So I do apologize if I'm rambling just a bit, but that's what I want to talk about. You know, I, I have set the bar in my own mind of what I will allow to to be in podcast answer man I, you know the the expectation that i have set for myself and now i know that there are expectations that you as a listener have for this show and the reality is is the expectation for for some of you it is going to be you know hey cliff anything you have to say i'm here i'm tuned in uh, i'm a huge fan and i just love hearing you talk about anything in fact i I really enjoy it when you just get behind the microphone and say what's on your mind. Uh, in fact, one of my favorite podcasts that you do is Pursuing a Balanced Life, and that's what I love about that show. Well, I have an entire podcast devoted to that, and that's the kind of content that I create there. And it's not the type of information, or it's not the kind of content that I think about when I think about Podcast Answer Man. But with that being said, I am the content creator of my own show. This is my show. And I get to choose what I want to do. And occasionally, if I want to sit down behind this microphone and just say anything that comes to my mind, I like the freedom that I can do that. But then again, I know there are some of you uh, that say, gosh, Cliff, man, the last two episodes, wow, um, I loved it. The whole music podcast episode, that was just like, you could tell you spent some time on that and it's got, you You thought it out, you covered each item, you, you had a bulleted list of things you made sure of, I mean, you covered so much valuable information, there was no rambling anywhere in there, it was boom, 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 solid content, well thought out, well researched, everything from beginning to end, even the examples, wow, that was awesome, and then, you know, to follow it up with a a, a very on-topic conversation that moved uh, very quickly, but was you know full of great insights between yourself and Scott and Eric and on on the usage of Twitter in real time, and then afterwards, you and Eric did this in perfectly scored approach to you know five I, I think it was five tips for using uh, Twitter in a more relational way, and it was it was very well thought out ahead of time. There are some of you who desire for every episode and of everything to be on that realm, to be that professional. And to be honest with you, I prefer having Podcast Answer Man be at that level of well thought out, premeditated, um, well outlined, and not waste any of your time kind of content. But there are times in life when even though your full-time career is podcasting, there are times in life when you come across a season of life where to taking the time every single week to put together that kind of content, either number one, you potentially don't have the time to do it because of other commitments. And for me, that's not been the case. 
I've had plenty of time to the over the last week, over the last seven days since I recorded my last episode. I've had plenty of time to to think things out. So there are sometimes when you don't have time to well plan out an episode, and then there are sometimes when you're just not feeling it. And that for me was this week. Now, does does this give me pause or concern about the future of Podcast Answer Man? Nope, not at all. And why not? And the reason why is because I've been in this, I've, I've been in a season like this in the past. And it's, you know, it, it happens from time to time. It usually happens about anywhere between one to three times a year. And, and I'm not in a funk at all. In fact, I'm actually very excited about where I am in life, but I am in some sort of season. And, and, and I do believe that this weather pattern is really affecting me a little bit because, you know, I, I, I my daily routine's quite messed up right now. Uh, it, my desire is to get up in the morning and, and sometime be- before two o'clock in the afternoon to have already gone out for, you know, a four or five mile walk. And while I could go out for a walk in six degree weather, I don't desire to. I do have a treadmill that's in my garage, but when it's six degrees outside, uh, my garage is not insulated and therefore it's not a whole lot warmer in my garage. Um, and, you know, I have a stand-up elliptical, but that gets boring. And and so I, I do feel like I'm just like out of my routine a bit. And I'm also in a season of life where I'm in a in a big transition. A big transition for me. And and so what do I mean by that? I, I mean that, you know, I'm in a place right now where financially I've achieved more than, actually more than I dreamed possible. <laughs> I, I set myself some pretty significant goals financially for this business in 2013. And I blew those goals out of the water financially. It was, 2013 was a record-setting, income-breaking year for me, and I could not be more happy and more pleased, especially given the fact uh, that I am, you know, my wife and I and our family, we're building a brand new house uh, here in 2014. It's it's under construction, if you haven't heard about this. Um, this is the first time I think I've probably brought it up here in Podcast Answer Man. But I am. But we're we're building a brand new house, and I am dreaming about all of the things that will be a part of my daily routine when I'm in the new house. I'm starting to visualize what I want my life to look like when I have this new space, and sometimes that can create of a, a little bit of an underwhelm when it comes to what is possible uh, in your current space. And the reality is, is gosh, it's silly to think about because what I've already accomplished in the space that I am in right now is out of this world. And I've certainly not tapped that this resource. I mean, there's still so much that could be done without a new office, without a new studio, without a new set, without you know, all of this fancy stuff that I'm getting ready to move into. I, I have not reached my full potential that I of the things that I could do in this space. But for some reason, I'm I find myself living in the future. Does that make sense? I mean, I, I it makes sense to me. I, I I do know that my mind isn't necessarily 
on the here and now. My mind is six months or five months forward from now. It's like when I'm thinking about the thing, the projects that I want to say yes to, the priorities that I'm going to make my top priorities for 2014, these are things that that are going to make more sense when I'm in the new place, when I'm in the new space. And so for some reason, it's like anything between now and then seems less significant. And that's not true. And I realize that. And so I realize that I'm in a in a season where I'm kind of just processing change. Now, I think you've probably heard this. I know that I, I hear it all the time, but we all hate change. And for the most part, I guess that's true. I, I am excited about some changes, but when there's change, there's a lot of um, a lot of the unknown. And so there are things when I'm approached with the unknown, I get a little, um, <sighs> what's the right word? I, I'm going to say the word that's coming to my mind, but I don't know if it's the right word. But it, there there comes a little bit of insecurity when it comes to, to know, you know, not knowing what's going to happen in the future, right? Here, I've lived here and I've been doing this business from the ground up and I know what I know what I have at my disposal. I know the things that I can accomplish. I know the things that I have done and I can put so much on repeat and just make things happen just like they have. But for some reason, I feel called to go to that next level, to take things to the next level, to do things that I haven't done before, to risk and be bold and 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 to pave new pathways, you know, to 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 blaze new trails, if you will, forward. I, I don't necessarily want to say, okay, well, gosh, what just happened in 2012, 2013, wow, I really turned that into something that if I wanted to for the next five years, I could do, you know, rinse and repeat. And I could certainly see myself not only just making as much money as I made, but certainly even, you know, seeing that increase. So, um, Troy says maybe anxiety is a little bit more about than insecurity. But let, let me go back to to the word insecurity and, and tell you why I feel that why why I feel that that's the word that I chose. So, for example, when I think about these and by the way, I'm I'm talking about Troy Rudder in our chat room. There we I've got a live chat audience here on Thursday mornings most weeks and so uh there there are folks listening to this live. They're about 20 seconds behind me. But when I talk about blazing new trails, I'm talking about entering new spaces. I'm talking about doing live events, you know, doing some one-day masterminds uh, that that I have never done before and I think would go over extremely well, but then again, I'm not sure. And, and so I'm a little insecure into, you know, is this really going to work? Is, you know, I'm very secure in knowing that I can pull off, you know, five more podcasting or six more podcasting A to Z courses in 2014. I'm very secure in that fact. However, can I pull off what I have set as my goals for 2014 when it comes to live events? I am not secure in there. There, there is a little bit of insecurity or there is a little bit of a, a knock in the confidence, you know, breastplate there. You know, it, the little self-confidence is not necessarily there in those areas. So I am thinking about new things. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I'm thinking about 
is a, a, a completely different uh, show in the future. And, and I don't even know why I want to do it yet. And I, I really need to process through. But for whatever reason, ever since I went to New York City for Blog World NYC 2012, uh, myself, Father Roderick, and John Lee Dumas, the three of us went to the Late Night with Jimmy Fallon show recording, uh, where they record it live in front of our audience, and we were a part of that audience. And so uh, John Dumas, Father Roderick, myself, were sitting there, and th- being a part of that live, having a live audience, a physically present live audience, was awesome. Having a multi-camera shoot was awesome, and having a set you know, uh, you know, a studio set was awesome. And for whatever reason, I felt a desire to create something like that on my own. Now, some of you know, uh, who have been listening to Podcast Answer Man uh, for quite some time, some of you know that there was a time about, I don't know when it was, maybe a year and a half ago, or maybe it was a year ago, it doesn't matter, but it, there was a time ago uh, where I actually thought that maybe the next step for me was to buy a commercial space. I was very seriously considering buying a building that has been vacant for quite some time, that has got a very open floor plan that would have allowed me to build something like what Leo Laporte has over there at uh, This Week in Tech or the twit.tv network. And not necessarily doing it like Leo does, but, you know, to have my own kind of, you know, different realm of content creation. And so some people are like, you know, what does that mean? And I'm like, well, I don't know. This is something I've been thinking about. And it's something that I knew that if I would have done it, um, it would have caused me to enter some new areas of life that, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do. There was a bit of insecurity, if you will, of whether or not, you know, can I pull this off? And the answer was, I know I could pull it off, but do I really want to do, do I want to heavily invest in what it would take to make that a success? And uh, things, for example, you know, hiring employees and and having, you know, having a little bit more of a focus on live live streaming and also video production. Is that stuff that I really want to do? I'm a huge fan of audio content. And so whatever reason, well, I actually do, I do know why. I, I actually thought about the cost that was associated with the, the having that professional commercial space and the renovations and stuff like that. It wasn't that I couldn't do it, but I knew that it wasn't the time and, and it wasn't necessarily what I was, at, at that point in time, it wasn't where I knew that my next steps were. And that's where I, I, I decided, okay, absolutely not. I'm focusing on these things instead. And, and, I'm, and, I, and I started to really clean up my commitments as far as the things that I said yes to and the things that I said no to. And as a result of that, I saw a major financial return uh, as a result of my focus. For example, at that time, I was still doing a lot of one-on-one coaching and consulting, and today I do zero one-on-one coaching and consulting, and instead, all of my uh, focus goes into really just a few things. Um, For example, podcasting A to Z is one of the things that gets a lot of my attention, Uh, my podcast mastermind, uh, digital product sales, then there is uh, actual physical product sales uh, for my one package that I sell on my website. 
and uh, affiliate commissions, th- those kind of things. Those are the things that I focus on and say yes to. And pretty much anything and everything else, you know, usually gets an immediate no response unless I can be compelled to say yes to something else. Well, anyway, my wife and I were talking about in 2012, we were we had a plan uh, for or we had a goal that we would create a plan to move into our new to move into a new home that we would build a new home or find a new home for us and our, our original idea would be that that would happen in 2016 the begin we would be in our new home in 2016 that was the original goal well some pretty significant things happened last year uh, as a result of of like i said this focus that i had and knowing what i should do what is the most important things for me to say yes to, and what is going to help the largest number of people. And as a result of doing all of those things and putting everything together, I, I found what works. And, and the things that worked produced a lot of income, and things that will and, will and can, or actually can and will produce a lot of income moving forward for us. And so our actual goal of moving into a new home uh, was moved up when uh, my daughter and my wife went out just playing around one day. My da- It was my daughter's idea to go uh, look at a model home uh, in, in some of the neighborhoods down the road. And they came back after seeing a couple different model homes and they found one. They said, hey, we want to show you this. We want to show you this. And I, for whatever reason, says, okay, I'll go look. And my wife's like, just so you know, I'm not planning, you know, I'm not trying to tell you we need to move up our plans or anything like that. Well, I went to this new model home and walked through it with them. And I I, I don't know how long we stayed. It was in an hour or two hours or whatever. But I, I fell in love with the four plan. I, it's like I loved the layout. I loved the the upstairs with the four bedrooms. I loved the the master suite. I loved everything about that. I loved the downstairs. I loved the kitchen. I loved the big garage. I loved uh, the living room and the all of the different things. And then there's this very nice, large space for uh, a basement. And of course, they had half of the basement finished. And one of the things that they told me, I say, listen, you know, we do a lot of custom work as well. We can change anything in this house you want to change. And uh, we got some pricing. And one of the things that we did is we found out that if we did a full finished basement, what would the price tag be? And then we did the math on it. It's like, gosh, it, we would need 20% down to buy this new house. If you know this, I, I think that this is totally doable. And then, of course, when we set that as our goal, I really started to ramp things up in some other areas. And well, we we already made in 2013 what we needed to um, buy this home and put the the down payment on it. And the the reality is, is that I didn't think that I was going to be able to come up with the amount until just before the closing. And we ended up, you know, having everything we needed before the end of the year, which is totally awesome. So the big deal is we're moving into a new space where we have a, a home. The, ho- the house that we live in right now uh, is 1,200 square feet as far as living space. Uh, 1,200 square feet, that's all the bedrooms in our house, uh, this studio that I'm in now, everything, the the entire living square footage of the house that we're in right now is 1,200 square feet. The actual basement in the new house is going to be 
100% devoted to this business. Uh, it will have a workout room uh, that will be well heated and insulated. It's going to have a, a very nice workout room. It's going to have a spare bedroom, uh, and, and which will also be a, uh, an additional workspace, a, an additional office for somebody if if they're doing some work here with me. Um, it's going to have a full uh, bathroom, a very nice bathroom, and it is going to have a massively open uh, floor plan for my studio, my new studio. The total square footage of our home right now is 1,200 square feet, which is exactly the square footage of the basement of this new house that we're moving into. So I, I'm dreaming of big things, and one of the things that have has come to mind as I've been dreaming about what the future is going to hold is I've got this space now to to build a, a, a TV set, a, a TV studio set with the whole, you know, backdrop and with the, you know, the desk up on a platform and potentially have a desk where I've been thinking, you know, do I do a desk uh, where the, the host of the show is at the desk and the guests are in chairs or on a couch? I've been I was thinking about that, but I've been thinking a little bit more around along the terms of, uh, you know, having a an an of long desk that, uh, you know, where Stephanie and I would sit together for our shows that we do and and then um, uh, potentially have it to where it could host up to multiple people. You know, do, I've been thinking, you know, do I want it to have the normal height of a desk or do I want a higher desk where we sit in? you know, heightened chairs. I, I, I've been really just dreaming about things. In fact, I've been doing a little bit of uh, pinning to Pinterest, a couple of the different sets that I've looked at. And and then it got me to thinking, it's like somebody asked me, so Cliff, are you going into more video production? And I definitely have a plan or a des- actually, I don't have a plan. I have a desire. It's not even a goal yet. It's just a desire. I have a desire somewhere within to do something like a late night with Cliff kind of show that would be a live streaming video show. Um, But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, what I would do with this set is even though I would not be producing, you know, this for the purpose of video, I would still use this area for producing our audio content as well. So I do see myself kind of sitting at that space and that that area to produce our my other shows like Podcast Answer Man and Family from the Heart and all this other stuff that I do. So th- th- I say all that to say this, that my head, my mind, my everything, my, my creativity is all a several months into the future. It's, it's, it's in my, I'm physically here in this icebox because it's so darn cold outside, but my mind is in our new home. My mind is there. My mind is thinking about those things, and the reality is, is I know that I very much need to get my mind back in here because you know what? Life is not about living for tomorrow. Life is about living today, being present today, so I certainly understand, and, and I'm totally cool with the fact that it's okay to dream. It's okay to visualize your future and and stuff like that. And it's okay to do that for several days. And I have done it for several days. And I don't feel bad about it. But what it's caused for me is, is it's caused me this uneasiness of 
waking up on Thursday and saying, hmm, what's Podcast Answer Man going to be about this week? And there are lots of choices. But this week, it was, you know, thankfully, um, you know, I I had already scheduled with Renee to talk about what we talked about today. and, And I'm so thankful for her coming and sharing that. But the rest of this, all off the top of my head, I had no idea I was going to say any of this stuff before I actually said any of this stuff. So there you go. It, you know, taking things to the next level. It, some, sometimes I set that bar and say, you know what? That was not scored. Uh, that rambled and it went so many different directions. And the thing is, is was it interesting to you guys? I, I would venture to say that many of you enjoyed hearing me just say all of that stuff. But the reality is, is that, wow, there are some things that if I was to actually take all the different things that I talked about in this episode, I could have made that into like four really great segments where each one of them I actually had premeditated and preplanned and outlined how you could take each of those insights that I kind of just rambled on about. And I could have actually driven it home with take home action And that's where this show should be. But sometimes I just want to I just want to talk behind the microphone. And I want to sometimes I want to go back to the days where Podcast Answer Man was just for the love of it, not necessarily for the professional feel of it. Does that make sense? Anyway, if there's anything that I can say out of this is that there are seasons in life where sometimes you just don't necessarily know what's around the corner. And sometimes you don't necessarily know that what worked yesterday isn't necessarily what you want to work for tomorrow. You know, is, is there time when you just need a little change? Or is, you know, as one friend recently told me, you definitely don't want to kill the golden goose. <laughs> I think that's the phrase. I could have totally got that right wrong. Anyway, I'm going to stop rambling now. I'm going to say thank you to some folks who signed up using uh, for some media stuff using Bluehost. Thank you to the folks over there at catholictraveljournal.com, rutremedy.com, R-U-T, remedy.com, and usefulhistorian.com. Com. All three of those domains, plus one other domain, and I don't want to necessarily reveal that one right now. Somebody purchased. But uh, I want to say thank you to all of you who have uh, purchased domains using my affiliate link with Bluehost. As you guys know, I get a very generous commission every time somebody does that. And you can find out all of my thoughts about hosting over there at podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. And uh, real quickly, I just want to say that next, or actually, this coming Monday, February 3rd, I start my, oh my goodness, I should have thought this one out, my 15th podcasting A to Z online training course, my 15th. It's already booked. It's already filled solid. Um, I have not shut off everything. I have 26 students signed up. I can fit four more. I'm not marketing it. I'm not asking you to go sign up. If I have 26 students, that's fine. Uh, I will try to limit it at 30, though. But uh, I will tell you, 
that my next session after that is going to be in April. So if you're interested in that, email me, cliff at podcastdanceairman.com. Helping you to get the thing you do to the next level. Podcast Answer Man.